Hello, welcome to Serenity Wellness Podcast. My name is Nicole White and I'll be your host. This podcast is dedicated to helping you tap into your full potential of how you can heal and balance your mental, emotional, and physical well-being. Together, let's explore inner self, connect to our strength, and manifest your true nature, one full of love, purpose, and passion. Welcome to episode 25, Be a Goal-Getter. Thank you all for helping me with my own goal in this podcasting journey and developing some things that are unfolding from this. So I appreciate each and every one of you as you're helping me towards achieving my goals. And I hope you're also finding these podcasts helpful for you in developing your wellness toolbox and achieving some of those personal goals you have for yourself. We can often have so many different goals that they're scattered around and floating by, but they also can get lost and feel unattainable. By developing effective habits and goal setting, they become very achievable and it also ends up creating its own motivation loop for continued creation and success. It then ends up creating motivation, focus, inspiration, and building our confidence in our ability to succeed and create and develop the life that we're wanting. So goal setting is such an important aspect in our life. And today I'd like to share with you some tools to assist you in being a goal getter and allowing yourself the opportunity to feel what that feels like and experience what you can begin to create and succeed in creating in your own life. There's lots of different examples of, of areas or folders or um, you know categories that we have when we look at goal setting in life. Things like a project or cleaning or exercise, personal pleasure goal time, creative uh, projects, finances, our career education, being a part of public service, a behavior or mindset, you know, maybe we get in angry cycles. Um, so our mindset related to anger, for example, and then maybe we have a behavior also where we become reactive in that anger. We're yelling, throwing things, etc. So it could be also a behavior mindset in terms of goal setting. So we have lots of different categories that you can think about as we start to talk about this today. The first area or tool or tool I want to talk to you about or share with you is called SMART goals and how to develop our goals in a way that use this acronym uh, that I'm going to break down for you and then it becomes more effective and more achievable for us because we can see it a little bit more clearly. So when developing a SMART goal, the S stands for specific. We want to be as specific as we can when we are developing a goal for ourselves. What is it you want to achieve? Be clear and have it defined. Who's involved? What does it involve? What are you going to accomplish? Where are you going to do this? Why are you doing this? So being specific, clearly defined, and having it all laid out in a way that helps you really understand what it is you're even working towards. The M in SMART is measurable. How will you know when you have achieved something or if you're making progress towards your goal? It need, we need to be able to keep track how much, how many, how often, having this idea of a measurability so we can check in and notice what is different or what will be different in this check-in. So giving ourselves timetables and making this a measurable experience for ourselves. So smart, specific, measurable, and then the A is achievable. Having it be something that is actually reachable and reasonable for us, tasks that we can actually see are within our realm of ability Recognizing the judgmental mind and doubt mind is something separate versus what is truly achievable and what we can recognize. So I'm not going to, for example, set a goal for myself that I am going to lift 400 pounds by 
next month. I will never be able to lift 400 pounds next month, next year, five years from now. That's just not my body structure. I'm tiny, I'm small boned, whatever it is you want to call it, but I'm never going to be able to lift 400 pounds. It's not going to happen. So that would not be achievable, realistic goal for me to even think about setting for myself. And I don't want to set that goal for myself either. So it's not even something that's relevant for me, which is the next relevant is this worthwhile to you? Is it something you even want to have as a goal for yourself or is it someone else's goal that you're trying to achieve or work towards? Like I said, that wouldn't be even a relevant goal for me. It's not something I even want to work on achieving. And this other idea of relevance in terms of self, is this a goal you want? Does it fit into your overall life goals? Is it going to meet your needs? Is it worthwhile to you or is this someone else's goal you're working towards? Yes, we do have to work towards other goals at times, you know, in our career and and life and things like that. But for the most part, we really want to try to have ownership and a goal development that is relevant to us in our own life as well. And we can do that and apply that to other things. Like if your boss has a goal for you, yeah, that might be their goal, but then you work that goal into a a personal goal for yourself. You know, why do you want to achieve this? Well, I want to advance in my career or I want to learn this new skill or it's going to give me more of a networking path by connecting me with these other people who now I have to work on this team with etc so even if it's someone else's goal that we have to work towards we can rework that goal in terms of our own relevance and importance for self so smart specific measurable achievable relevant and then the t is timely having a time limit you know, a day, a month, a year, five years, but having a timetable or a time limit because it's going to keep us on track and focused, give us that ability to, again, look and see if we're on track and if we are working towards meeting that goal or if we're getting sidetracked, procrastinating. Um, We'll talk more about procrastination in a future episode and what what that does. But thinking of this idea of, of a timetable, having a time limit. So for example, I will exercise for 45 minutes on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays for one month. You can see how it's pretty specific, giving you a timetable, and then you can even break that down further as you start to develop this goal. What does that exercise look like? On Mondays, I will go for a 45-minute hike. On Wednesdays, I will go for a 45-minute bike ride. On Fridays, I will go somewhere and dance for 45 minutes. Just as some examples, I tried to make it something personal for myself so that it would be you know, more relevant. Those would probably be my exercise things where someone else it might be going to the gym those three days or you know, some other type of exercise routine that they enjoy. That's something you know, we wanna develop goals in a way that it's not gonna be this drastic, drastic resistance, but again, realizing and recognizing we can't always enjoy everything also in terms of our goal and goals that we're working on setting. Another example would be, I will meditate after my tea every morning for 10 minutes for the next two weeks, because that's also then helping us to do what's called the next thing I want to share with you. It's called habit stacking. To, to do habit stacking, you would complete the sentence after or before I blank, which is your current habit, I will blank, which is the new habit that you're trying to incorporate in this goal setting experience. So for example, After I drink my tea or coffee, I will meditate for 10 minutes. Before I eat dinner, I will say one thing I'm grateful for. Before I take my morning shower, I will will take a 15-minute walk. So you can see that that's specific too, but it's also this habit stacking. 
We talked about this, I think it was in the introduction to mindfulness episode when we talked about, or maybe it was the next one, the anxious body cycle. I'm sorry, guys, I'm still trying to work on that list. Um, But uh, when we looked at how we can get into automatic chest breathing and how we can retrain our body to get into that diaphragmic breathing cycle, that's natural and normal for us. And we talked about the five point check-in and that was that habit stacking where I talked about, okay, choose five things through your day you're already doing, like brushing your teeth, arriving at your office, you know, after you make dinner, et cetera, five things that are already happening in your day. And then you attach this new habit of check-in. So that would be an example of when we've talked about this before, I just didn't identify to you what it was called, habit stacking. So that would be another way that you can incorporate habit stacking also into developing a SMART goal routine and then breaking it down into small steps, which we're going to talk about a little bit here in a moment. But you want to keep that in mind that we're going to also think about this idea of timetable and how you then can break that down further, starting with something as a long-term project and then breaking it down. But we also want to be mindful of our environmental success that we're setting ourselves up for. For example, if we have a healthy eating goal for ourselves, we want to try not to have a bunch of sugar processed food in our home. And if we can, we want to have none of that. If you want to, for example, try to stay away from sugar and processed food and you have them in your cabinets and in your refrigerator and in your freezer, that's what you're going to go to. Versus if you have to drive 10, 15 minutes, go to the grocery store and get it when you're having an impulsive desire to break away from the goal you're trying to create, you're going to be less likely to engage then because you're going to have more opportunity for pause, more opportunity to reflect, think, is this really what I'm working towards versus just that blindness of walking into your kitchen and getting into your cabinet. If you're trying to stop drinking alcohol as a goal for yourself, don't have alcohol in your home. Don't go into a a bar and sit at the bar. You wouldn't do that probably if you're trying to stay away from alcohol. So therefore, don't have alcohol in your home as a way to think that you're going to support yourself through your environment in terms of trying to reach a goal. Another example, um, people will try to reduce their watching of television or social media or technology. So setting up your room and your space to be supportive of that. If you want to reduce watching television, rearrange your room so that the most comfortable seating in that room does not involve a direct eye line to the television and maybe that most comfortable seating instead has some plants around it and some books or magazines or games things like that that engage your mind still but are more in alignment of what you're trying to do for yourself in terms of a goal if you're trying to stay away from social media and technology as a go-to of time wasting be supportive of that for yourself i um you know, thinking of sleep hygiene and waking up and how we want that flow to go in terms of social media and technology. I mindfully try my best every night to turn my phone on airplane mode around 10 o'clock. And then I wait at least 30 minutes from when I wake up to turn it off of airplane mode so that I'm giving myself some time and space, but I'm also supporting myself. If it's on airplane mode, I have to take a couple steps to get back engaged giving myself that 90-second pause window to make a different decision and be more supportive of myself. So thinking about ways you can further support your goals and what you're working towards through environmental success. When you're setting goals, and we talked about the SMART goals and how to word that, but we also really want to be more mindful of our overall language and words we use. 
We want to be positive in the words we use when developing goals. Saying things like, I will, not I will not. I will eat healthy dinners every night for the next week that involve vegetables and non-processed foods, for example. Not, I will not eat processed foods and sugar. So it's a way to encourage ourselves towards motivation, towards goals, and not feeling like we're restricting ourselves in some way and letting this internal stuff uh, you know, further spike in its resistance. So being positive in the words you use when developing your goals. Being direct in your language. Saying things like, I will, and not saying things like, I would like to. So developing it in a direct and concrete word usage of how you're writing these goals down. Because that's the other thing, you want to be writing them down. You want to be organizing them and maybe even setting up little reminders around your space or your home of what you're working towards. I have a whiteboard uh, on my fridge and right at the very top is a long-term goal I have for myself. It is a four-year, although I'm getting ready to change the number to three years, I think, which I'll talk about in a moment here, but uh, right at the top there, four-year plan to be 100% remote. So it's a goal that I'm working towards in my business development plan of being able to be 100% remote and having that there, I'm in my kitchen almost every day at some point, sometimes several times a day. And it's that visual reminder of just keeping me on track and keeping me motivated towards what I'm trying to work towards in a long-term goal. So writing it down, organizing, giving yourself reminders in different spaces of what you're working on. Trying your best to have personal goals and not everyone else's. You're the only one who's with yourself all the time. It doesn't mean that you're always going to be motivated to move and take action on your goal, but we don't always need motivation to take action. I have this conversation a lot with students I work with who have a goal working towards a project or assignment or staying on track with homework. And, well, I didn't feel really motivated to do that assignment. Okay, well, we don't always need to feel motivated because eventually you're going to complete that assignment and you're probably not going to feel motivated at that point. Instead, you're going to feel like the procrastination deadline has ended and a sense of panic and must. So that's a little different. So giving yourself also this organization, but also, you know, recognizing it has to be a personal goal and you have to have personal accountability towards your goals, especially when it comes to addiction recovery. I've mentioned this before, but to break an addiction cycle, it's got to be about you wanting it. It's great to have added support and people around you that also want that for you, but you're the only one with yourself all the time. Personal change has to come within and have a personal motivation for change, but we don't always have to be motivated in terms of putting those things in place or moving forward in that action. It then can create further motivation when we just let ourselves continue to work on the path we're trying to do for us. Being mindful to try to prioritize and work on one goal at a time. Otherwise, we get depleted, overworked, and our lists are so long. And we've talked about that before. We can't over-deplete ourselves and feel like we're going to be balanced and creative and focused and have any energy to do much of anything. And then also keeping in mind, we haven't talked or I haven't talked yet about energy in these podcasts. I'll get to them. I promise they're down the line here. But In terms of when we create a goal and we stay focused on that goal and mindful of it and it's present in our mind, not only does it create that energy within us, but it creates it around us. 
things begin to just like unfold and help you with your goal. Suddenly so-and-so calls you and they've got this, that, or the other that is right in alignment with what you were looking for for another step towards your goal. I have lots of examples in that in my personal life, but most recent, I mentioned um, a couple episodes ago that I'm working, I think it might have been the last episode or the one before that, because this is all very recent, um, that I am working on putting together my first retreat. And that was something that in January of this year, I put out as a goal for myself and started developing it. But the goal was a longer term goal, and it was going to be October of 2020. But I've slowly been kind of working on thinking about it and, you know, creating ideas in my mind of what that would look like. But it was a longer term goal that I had. And then about two weeks ago or so, some things unfolded with people in my life and an opportunity came up of using a space that is amazing and has almost every single element that I was manifesting and thinking about what I wanted this space to look like for the first retreat I put together. So now I have reevaluated my time frame and reorganized it, and now I'm going to do it hopefully this October. I should have that information out here in the next few days once I finalize some things. So realizing that as we put the energy out there, things begin to kind of create and, and unfold in front of us and allowing for that reorganization and reevaluation with not having judgment and an expectation of what that looks like. Because sometimes things don't unfold the way that, you know, maybe we thought they were going to unfold, but it doesn't mean our goal is not achievable or doable. It means we might need to reorganize and reevaluate the situation. And that comes to that part, and that is reevaluation is not failing. When we reevaluate and look at the situation, it doesn't mean we have failed towards our goal. It means actually we are working towards our goal and being mindful of where we're at. We're checking in, we're reorganizing if we need to, reevaluating our time frame if we need to. And that's not always shortening our time. Sometimes we have to lengthen that time. And I'm going to give an example of that in just a minute here. But allowing this idea of recognizing things aren't going to be perfect. We can't get in black and white mindset of this has to be this way or it's failed. There's lots of in-between. There's lots of different things that can happen that maybe aren't what we thought were going to happen. But again, we reevaluate, we reorganize, and we try to come up with a new plan that allows us to be better in alignment with all that's kind of unfolding and happening. So for example, uh, a current example I can give you in my own life just to kind of put all this together for you. I have a goal of um, September 1st. Um, I just went with the first of the month as the easiest. I'm hoping maybe it gets a little shorter, but September 1st is my goal deadline to have my home set up to finally offer some Airbnb options. With that, it is a whole, uh, it involves a whole project I'm doing uh, in the upstairs part of my home with different rooms and new flooring and painting and lots of different things on this list of the tasks and things that would have to get completed in order for this long-term goal. I mean, it's not too long. Today is, boy, I don't know, June 26th. So it's not too long away, but um, September 1st deadline. So I've had this uh, goal. I started this goal about four months now. No, four months. No, we're in June. I'm sorry, <laughs> my brain. So two months ago, I think is when I started this goal. And so I had this goal, September 1st deadline, but there's lots of to do's on what has to kind of get completed on my task list, 
list in order for that to happen. So then I break that down. And when I break that down, I broke it down into first monthly goals. So what would have to be done? Um, so I started this in April. I'm sorry. I should have had this written down or something, but I started this in April. And so I have the goal four months out to September 1st. And then I broke it down. Okay. So going now, starting at September 1st and going backwards, what would I have to have done by August 1st, by July 1st, by June 1st, etc. So going backwards in month chunks. And then I broke those month chunks down starting actually forward now. So starting from April and going forward, how do I break this down now into weekly goals by each Friday? What do I need to have completed? And then as needed, I break it down further. So for example, currently where I'm at in this cycle of my goal sequence is by Friday. So today is Wednesday. By Friday, I am going to have my uh, different paint selections of what I would like to have done to complete two of the rooms that I'm working on because another step in those rooms has already been completed. The flooring has been installed. But this idea of reevaluation and things being sometimes not what we think, this other big part is, well, I should add, so the part, the second thing of that, so I'm going to have the paint swabs picked out because these rooms, all these other steps are already done. And then by next week, Sunday, uh, because the July 4th holiday gives me a little extra time in my schedule, I'm going to have those two rooms painted. And I have it further broken down, like what day I'm going to have the trim done by, etc. What day I'm going to buy the paint by. So you can see how you break it down further. And then this reevaluation and reorganization, I have uh, this bamboo flooring that I'm putting in in my hallway, living room, dining room area, and tearing down uh, some walls to create more of an open space. So it's a kind of a big project situation. And initially I had that on my timetable of being done by June 1st and it is June 26th and it's not done. And I'm just getting ready to reach out to the contractor I've chosen to try to get this organized and, and on his schedule. So with that, I had a situation um, where I ended up uh, watching my daughter's dogs for a little bit. And with that, I couldn't also have this wall torn down and these floors put in. So I have, I've had like no floor, no floor on that. I don't know what it's called. The sort of the parchment board or particle board, or I'm not a contractor, as you see, whatever the flooring is underneath flooring when we, I pulled out the carpet. So I have had that for a couple months now and I'm living with it. It's fine, but I'm looking forward, <laughs> forward to getting this project done at the same time. But I didn't have this expectation that I was so strongly attached to that it had to unfold this perfect way and now I'm 26 days past that and I'm going to judge myself. No, I when I uh, chose to watch my daughter's dogs uh, for her, I reevaluated and reorganized my time frame and let go of this strong attachment. I am still on track with my goal for September 1st, but I had to redesign the in-between and what that looked like without panic, without judging myself, and without bringing in all these expectations and things like I failed and I should have and could have and would have and blah, 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 blah. That other stuff we talked about. So that would be an example that I hope helps you to kind of put this all together. Again, being specific, using those smart goal techniques, trying to do some of that habit stacking when you see the opportunity, thinking about your environmental success, setting yourself up for success environmentally, 
and with the people around you. You know, if you're surrounding yourself with people who doubt you all the time or judge everything you're doing or um, are not in alignment with living life in the way that's supporting how you're wanting to live life, then you might need to reevaluate that and think about those boundaries we've talked about and covered in some other episodes. So I hope you have found that helpful for you in another edition of a tool that you might consider adding to your toolbox and helping you to become a goal getter because we can all achieve our goals. We don't always have to have motivation to do it and work on the steps, but when we start working on the steps of working towards our goals, it starts creating its own motivation. It's like a great example um, of home clutter, right? And we want to clean and we want to declutter. And then we look around and it's like, oh, it's too much. Like there's every room I've got to do something. Starting with one room and breaking it down. Starting with the kitchen, I'd like to have the kitchen clean in three days and then breaking that down. So today I'm going to make sure all the dishes are cleaned, put away, and I might reorganize that Tupper drawer or the you know junk drawer or whatever you call it in your home if you have one. And then the next day I'm going to work on wiping down uh, all the counters and the inside of cabinets, getting rid of maybe broken dishes or things I don't use anymore and, and donating them um, if they're donatable. And then I'm going to also maybe clean the floor. Maybe I already said that. Um, and then the the last day I'm going to you know, organize maybe the pile that I have going on on the table over there. Or, you know, maybe you want to start with that. I'd recommend starting with that if you have a pile on your table in the kitchen because then every time you walk in, it helps in any of these areas, really, even just doing the dishes, not just. I mean, that's a big thing in itself, getting everything put away. But often people will have, like, their table cluttered. And then every time we walk in the room, it's like a reminder of our internal and external clutter. So if you've got a table full of stuff, maybe start there as your first step in the kitchen example. And then every time you walk in, you see this table that's cleared and it starts creating its own just energy of wanting to get that kitchen completed and finished for yourself. So that would be an example. And if in that example of the kitchen table, if you've got a bunch of stuff, when you go through it and put it away, put it in its proper place, throw it away, recycle it, whatever it is that it needs to be done with, and don't just start another pile. If you need to walk into another room to put it away, I encourage you to do it. Unless you have like a ginormous home, it's probably not going to take you too much extra time to go put it where it needs to be. So thank you as always for spending some time and space with me. I hope you found this helpful for you. I have gotten questions about just curiosity about more of who I am as a person. You're welcome to follow me on Instagram. It's at I-M-E-N-C-W. So at I-A-M-M-E-N-C-W. You can kind of get a little snapshot of my life. So thank you. Continue to send me your questions and feedback. I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you all for helping me work towards becoming a goal getter myself. Have a beautiful day.